everybody this is Eldorian here in Kansas City co-gm for the New Orleans Rougarous and we're having another special episode of getting to know the Rougarous and uh, I'm joined by someone who's with me on the last episode and someone new uh, who will we will be getting to know uh, so first off I'm going to introduce you to uh, DJ Tyrant aka Crystal McThornbody who was on here last uh, episode How's it going? Yeah, it's going well. Um, it was cool to see me, uh, Crystal, go out and make that save the other day. You got a few saves, actually. Yeah. And we moved you around like I told you we would. Yeah. Um, and then the new uh, that we have this week that we're going to get to know a little bit more um, is Maddie DeFerrari, a.k.a. Musha, uh, who is... Uh, who's been the New Orleans uh, starting pitcher for uh, several seasons now, um, is a war room member uh, for the Rougarous and also uh, GM over for the Florida Flamingos World Series champions last season. What's going on, Misha? Not much. What's going on, guys? Just, uh, you know, just uh, getting on and talking about PBE and baseball. Well, I mean... <laughs> That's what I love to do, honestly. I'm probably one of the few crazy people that listens to every single podcast. <laughs> I, I don't think I've listened to any PBE podcasts, to be honest. <laughs> they vary quality. <laughs> I've listened to a couple. I've listened to a couple. So um, a couple of them that I've gotten linked to that I've been told are must-listens. Or uh, there, There's some good ones out there. So, But, um, um, uh, Musha, you've... you've been here in pbe for a little while now i'm trying to remember when you joined um your season 24 is your regression season right right so 23 is when i came in actually right so that would have been so yeah you came in right after the season you came in during the season that we won the world series and you joined yes. the rigorous the season after correct correct so i'm trying to remember when that was that would have been march February, March? Yeah, I think it was the very beginning of March. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was... Yeah, you know, I got to see you guys win the World Series, and then I got to get really excited when I got drafted here. And then we haven't won anything since, starting to make me feel like I'm the problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's true. I'm just joking. I don't think that's the case. I think it's just OTP just not liking uh, the team that has the best offense or something. I don't know. It actually makes me laugh because the team that you guys won the World Series with wasn't even as good as some of the teams we had. Oh, oh. Not, not even close. Like, we weren't, like, we were testing at, like, 35 40% to win that World Series. But, you know, the ones where we're testing, like, 65 70% can't win <laughs> so funny how that works it's like it's like D, &D. <laughs> you're like oh i have a good percentage to crit here no it's not gonna happen no i'm gonna roll a one every time now thanks <laughs> yeah actually you know i mean this uh this league i was just telling our dorian about this earlier today this league is not he is not unlike an rpg or a D, &D type thing if you think about it yeah, I mean it's surrounded by baseball, but really ultimately you're trying to build up a character and get to it and you know some sort of goal. It's really all. Yeah, it. put points into their stats and building them up and and all that. 
Exactly. Yeah, and that that's what's funny is uh, we now have four players from my D&D group that are playing for the Rougarous. <laughs> uh, DJ's yeah. one of them. Uh, Igor is another one. And then Balrog fan, uh, Hiro Nakamura is the other one. <laughs> And all of them I got invested because of D and D. Yeah. How many pitches did he pitch that game that was on stream? Oh, the one like uh, one ten or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I think it was one twenty one. One hundred twenty one oh, wow. pitches. Uh, he went what eight eight in the third inning, and then you came in the last yeah. like two batters and threw five pitches and like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> Let's get out of here. You don't get your complete game. And then seemingly every time I go out to pitch, I'm giving the bullpen a day off, good or bad. I'm giving the bullpen a day off. <laughs> right. And Musha over here with like six complete games, which is oh, wow. um, the game most six complete games. Two of them were shutouts, right? Yeah, they were back-to-back. Yeah, back-to-back shutouts. Wow. Um, which is the most that we have had in the league for a starting pitcher since the current pitching archetype changes are in. Um, before that, we had the knuckleball era, which... So that was when we would have a season with someone with 19 complete games, and it was insane and stupid <laughs> and completely broken. Well, basically what I did was I took for my build, just to give a little insight on this, I'm not going to give away all my secrets, but what I did was basically I took one of the better junk baller builds in <laughs> PB history and just kept tweaking it and tweaking it and tweaking it until I improved the percentages on it so high. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be working the way I want it to as far as like ERA and such. But apparently I somehow broke the build because now it just wants to pitch a complete game every time. <laughs> right. Well, it also helps that I put a plus five hook on you too. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's true. So I'm not getting frustrated because I'm only pitching five innings a game. Right. But, um, but I have noticed that I think it's Remy on DBS has five complete games as well. Yeah. So yeah. something has, I feel like something has also changed uh, this season where we're seeing more complete games. And I don't know if it's from people copying us and how, I, you know, I'm throwing out our pitching strategy and that's what's causing more or if it's something else. Yeah, true. I mean, that and also, I mean, I'm not going to lie, Sarasota being the way they are, um, I know that I've only faced them one time, but there's a couple other pitchers that have complete games who faced them twice and they threw complete games against Sarasota only. So it's kind of like, you know, I think that that's, you know, that's offsetting a lot in the league too, I think. Right. When you, when, when you're pitching against a team that has five total wins this far into the, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> uh, jeez. <laughs> But um, I don't even want to talk about Sarasota. <laughs> <laughs> but That's to, rough. That's a rough place to be in. <laughs> but to get back to where I think your question originally was leading is, yeah, I've been around since season 23, 24-ish. I was in the season 24 Major League Draft. Um, and I worked my butt off to try to get in the first round, and I didn't think I was going to get there. But then when you all took me at 16... It's weird because it's a fake player, but like, to, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, I knew had so much emotion because I was just like, I worked so hard to get in the first round. It's weird how I feel like connected to my player in a way. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm glad that Phillies 
pushed for you the way that he did. Um, because I was, I'll be honest, I was on the fence, but I also had not talked to you in scouting. So I was going completely off of what he was telling me. And I remember the discussion being, um, I think you were a relief pitcher, right? Yes. And I believe the discussion being was, do we really want to take a relief pitcher in the first round? That's what I was asking is if that was the right move that we needed. And, uh, he just kept talking you up and talking you up and he's like, you know, if he, uh, if he comes in, he's gonna, uh, you know, he's going to be a valuable member to the team and, um, him just talking that up as much, uh, ended up selling me. And I'm like, all right, this is our guy. Let's, let's go get him. And what's funny is behind the scenes. Um, so the way that the majors league draft kind of works, um, mm-hmm. it won't, it may not work this way, this upcoming season. Um, but in this particular case, uh, like we draft, uh, while the playoffs are happening and, but then you get to a certain point because, uh, some teams aren't, uh, like you're still waiting on the results of, um, how the playoffs are going to know where you're going to draft. And it came up to the end and it, it, it was us in the sauce in the world series. And depending on who won was going to depend on where our ranking was. Um, and to move on with the draft, we decided to have a member of head office join into a, a DM chat with us in the sloths. And then we both say basically which player we're going to take. And if it's a different player, then we're going to be allowed to draft them no matter where it was in the draft. Mm-hmm. And if it was the same player, then we're going to have to wait. <laughs> and they chose, um, uh, Ronco, I think is his name. And then we, we chose you. <laughs> so it ended up working out. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when I came into the league, so just a little bit of back, uh, so I found the PB, uh, through the OTP podcast. Um, most people don't know, but I don't mind sharing it that I was pretty, pretty large into the OTP community. At one point I ran several online leagues for them for years and years and years going all the way back to 12. Um, and then when I decided to come into the PB, I saw you guys had like, you know, you guys had like crazy Katie cat and a few other people that would know me or at least would know my username. Um, so I completely changed my username. So, so, so the username I'm using here, uh, is not the one I was using with OTP. Um, and you know, I kind of wanted to just build something like organically instead of off of, you know, I mean, by chance somebody would recognize my username, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and so, so I was kind of an unknown quantity when I came in. And the reason why I created a relief pitcher was because when you, just so you know, when you're on the OTB forums, I, they may have changed it now, but they used to have a section that says, hey, the most needed positions, and a relief pitcher was number one. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was that was why I created the pitcher how I, how I created it, because <laughs> Dorian kind of guided me to what kind of players most needed when I when I entered the league, so... Well, That's kind of what, I, I, I also asked you like what you wanted to play, right? <laughs> I mean, it was you wanted, wanted to be a pitcher, too, so kind of yeah, I wanted to be a pitcher. So, and and I told you, well, and I think I said, well, the best way to start is a relief pitcher, and then move into starting. Mm-hmm. I think is what it came down to. 
Um, also, um, I think it worked out well for you because uh, your activity, I mean, nothing against you, but your activity hasn't been as high as what you'd want from maybe a starting pitcher yet. Um, but where it's still, yeah. it's good enough for, like, it's more than good enough for, like, a relief pitcher. But, um, and we're starting to see that now with uh, the, the way that you've been uh, pitching for us this season as well, I think. Mm -hmm. But we still want to move you into that starting position at some point if we can get you there. Yeah, I'm still working on building up that slider. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I remember when Eldorian came to me a few weeks ago, he's like, hey, do you think uh, the McThorn body could maybe slide, you know, into a deeper role into the bullpen? I'm like, I don't know. Let me test it. <laughs> and it worked out. You actually, believe it or not, you have you have less TP than, you know, some of the people in our bullpen, but you, for whatever reason, you test really great. So I was like, hey, <laughs> I'll <just> do it. <laughs> well, you know what the secret is? I went to see Does It to get his initial build. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I'm not ashamed to admit he gave me my initial build, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, because we I were. That's who I got advice from, too. <laughs> yep. Well, also, you played for the Firehawks, so C does it would have been in mm -hmm. the war room there and it would have been locked. Yeah. And then you played for Seattle, where C does it's a GM. <laughs> so... I first joined the Rugurus, he was a Rugaroo, so. Yep. Oh, funny. Yeah, he was a uh, he was a member of uh, our war room until uh, uh, until he got the expansion for Seattle. Mm -hmm. So, but no, that was uh, uh, he he's he's one of those guys that like I don't know how he does it, but he just knows pitching extremely well, better than anyone else in the league. I think. Um, however, I think Musha is like. Closing in on that, in my opinion. Yeah, it, you know, it takes a lot of time because, I mean, you can know OTP, but to learn the league file takes a lot longer because it does not act the same as any other OTP file I've ever seen. So, um, so because it's unique, it takes just a little bit of time to figure it out. But once you figure it out, you know, you can, <clears throat> you can just get it going. You know what I mean? That's one of the things that, I think when you're looking at building like any kind of um especially major league team minor leagues I think act differently but major league teams if you can get people within your war room that know like you, you need various skills right you need right. you need someone who knows uh you, you need people who know the sim pretty well if you can have someone that knows batting really well and someone that knows pitching really well you're pretty solid in that category. But you need someone who knows how to talk to people and knows how to either run a locker room or uh, uh, be able to, like, almost like a community manager type, you know? And then you need someone who uh, is smart at... Um, having a vision for the future and being able or being able to, to negotiate with other GMs and trades. Um, and then also someone who's just good at math and, uh, uh, being able to plan out how the future of your team looks like, uh, with the cap space. Mm 
Um, and you can have someone with, you know, multiples of those skills, right? Like two or three of those skills, but you're not going to find someone that has all of those skills. Um, and that's why I think war room construction is so important in this league because you have to depend on like so many different voices to be able to tell you what, what direction to go. And I think that's where, I think that's what sets some teams apart from others. Yeah. I feel like some GMs kind of load up the war room with their friends, which is, I mean, you know, I mean, that's certainly an option because you, you know, at the very least, you know, you're going to get along with everybody, but I mean, you know, if they don't have the skills you need, they're kind of just there. <laughs> right. And I'm sure you can ask Musha all the time that me and him do not always have the right, uh, the, the same uh, decision that we want to make either. We argue back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny. We'll be arguing back and forth. All of a sudden, Phillies will come in and be like, well, what about this? And like, wait a minute, that's a much better idea. <laughs> 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 that's what having good leadership's about though yeah yeah just as long as you don't make it personal and i never try to and musha i know oh, never yeah. tries to you can't yeah no if it was personal then we you know i'd be arguing for every single flamingo but i'm not <laughs> you know i'm not shy to tell you when i'm like mm, no pass <laughs> yeah oh and that, that's what i want i mean that that's you know you, you don't want someone to just sit there and agree with you because uh it if you have that, then why do I have you around, right? I need someone right. to t be able to tell me, well, have you thought about this instead? Um, or have you thought about that? So that's what I like about our war room is I think a lot of us come with different ideas. Well, that's actually the beautiful thing. I mean, a lot of people have questioned me when I took over the Flamingos. You know, I got the head job, you know, because Jimbo went up. And and they question me why I chose unconfident and what it boiled down to is he does not think anything like me. And that was the point. I wanted somebody the complete opposite of me. <laughs> you know, I wanted something different and that's why I went that way. And I think that that's important. You know, you need somebody with a different viewpoint on you know, just about everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I absolutely, absolutely agree with that. Um, but let's talk about uh let's talk about Florida for a bit because you came in, you created your player, um, you got hooked mm -hmm. on to PBE pretty quick, you jumped right in, uh, and it wasn't soon after you were a GM of Florida. Correct. Or, yeah, well, was, or Kingston at the time, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And basically the the whole genesis of switching to Florida, the, a lot of the inside stuff people don't know um, is that the team hadn't won in a long time. It had been like five seasons since they even made the playoffs. And most of the people on the team, they don't know the history of Kingston. You know, when you first come into the league, a lot of people, they don't go into the index and look at the history and stuff like that. So I mean, me and Jimbo talked about it. And we're like, maybe we should just rebrand so it's a fresh brand for the new people coming in and just kind of, you know, slowly change the culture of the team, if that makes sense, uh, and the perception of the team, and that's what we tried to do. Yeah, because Kingston had a long, like, history of being a really, really good team, and then they kind of fell off that for a bit. But it was long enough that, yeah, that people, new people coming in probably didn't remember, wouldn't have remembered that. Right, right, exactly. Um, yeah, and then 
the first draft i can remember the first draft it was funny uh so i got made the koji i'm you know because me and jimbo i mean we hit it off like right away like the second i came in the league we completely hit it off you know you got along on every level and he's just like you know i remember the first draft he's like well i'm gonna make you the co i was like okay <laughs> he's like the diesel's going to maui and he's like so it's right around draft time so let's see what you got so go out and get me something and then i went out and traded our entire draft our, our entire next draft for this entire draft so we ended up with double picks in the entire draft <laughs> and um, i remember people questioning you on that too yeah um <laughs> i got a lot of flack for that saying that i was not thinking about the future and blah 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 but somehow I've managed to some way turn what's supposed to be a two-year turnaround into four years now is where I'm at at the moment. With the World um, Series victory. Yeah, with the World Series victory, right. And I, you know, I just, I take the approach of, it's hard because in the minors, you really want to teach first, but I take the approach that nobody wants to lose. Like if you're on a losing team and the locker room is down, and it starts to get quiet. Like I would feel that's when people are going to bounce out of the league, is my opinion. Um, and so I just wanted to just win as much as possible. I figure, you know, if we're winning, at the very least, people might stick around just to see, you know, to see that through, and hopefully, then you know, they'll fall in love with it. Um, and I think we got a pretty good retention rate. I mean, there's not too many players we have that have gone IA. I don't think, but um, no, yeah, I mean, we did that. And just, I just keep pushing. You know, <laughs> that's all I can do <laughs> at this point. I will tell you, in the minors, it's a complete uphill battle. Huh. No, I, I, I don't think I've uh, taken that into consideration before. What you just said, uh, DJ. I'm curious about your thoughts on like joining the league. And you came into the Firehawks when they were um, starting to become like they, they, they. They were starting to go downhill, basically, from uh, previous uh, successes. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you joined Seattle. Uh, and I know that we've had a lot of conversations about how you were feeling with the league. I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on what Musha was saying there. Yeah, I think definitely when you're, you're kind of on a team that's not performing as, as well as you would like, it, it definitely gets a little more more quiet during during game days um yeah but it it's still a lot of fun to just sit and watch the the games with everyone but yeah like uh Misha was saying there's just it 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 kind of gets to be a little bit bummer especially towards the end of the season when you know you're not going to make the playoffs and kind of just maybe not maybe not watch the games as much because you're like well this isn't going to this doesn't necessarily matter in the in the grand scheme of things for for this season. So well, I remember you having a conversation, uh, or at least it may, it may not have been a conversation, but it was a comment mm -hmm. that you were making about like Seattle, especially when you're on that team early and just having a hard time feeling invested in the league. Yeah, it was it was a little rough because. Um... It just seemed like, especially compared to coming from the Firehawks, it was, the Discord was a little more quiet than the Firehawks had been. Um, 
but I'm also wondering if that has more to do with the the Firehawks had been in the playoffs the I think the the two seasons I was on them. I know the first season for sure we were in the Yeah, you were you're both seasons. Yeah. yeah. So and obviously that makes uh makes things a little more more exciting. Um and yeah, just adjusting to how everyone's Discord is a little bit different. <laughs> right. So you're like, oh well, I was gonna go to this channel where is it on this team versus the previous team i was on but yeah and yeah i i I don't know i didn't feel as included in seattle as i do in new orleans if that makes sense (laughs) yeah oh that makes sense i mean granted like i said we you know we, we do have some friends here and that probably makes a bit of a difference as well um but uh, there's, I don't know. Like, I th- I think one of the things, like, it's tough for teams like uh, any of those new expansion teams, especially, or even Sarasota right now. Like, and Sarasota's going to have a way more uphill battle than an expansion team ever would have. Um, one of the things that you have to do, in my opinion, with an expansion team is kind of build that core and get them invested in knowing that they're going to win long-term. Um, as long as they believe in the course that you have, and as long as you are able to deliver on that course that you have. Um, I think Seattle's getting to that point where they can start delivering on that. Um, yeah, I think so too. I think uh, Buffalo is maybe getting to that point where they can start delivering on that, but I think they're going to have a little bit more of an uphill battle than Seattle did. Um, Indianapolis did the same thing. Uh, they just won a World Series. Um, and, you know, they had everybody invested in, you know, from the beginning. Um, whereas Kashima slash Maui um, is still towards the bottom of the league and they're having to do basically another rebuild that they're going through right now without ever getting through their first build. Um, it's like the third or fourth one. Uh, yeah, it's like, right. Um, uh, but it's it, but it's that uphill battle of if you are able to get all of the players invested, you're going to end up finding success. But if you falter, um, it's, it's going to be harder for people to trust you to get there. And where Kashima Mountain, like, and this isn't anything on Diesel. Uh, this is uh, Kashima and Maui had this uh, uh, huge uh, drama blow up with uh, crazy, crazy Katie Cat, um, and uh, and that killed the team right then and there. Yeah, all that went down before he even became the GM. Honestly, right, right. Um, so he was yeah, that's like the whole poison the well kind of yep. thing. <laughs> Only you think about Sarasota, like. They're in the same position right now, and it, it, but theirs is different. They just manage their cap space terribly, and uh, when they blew it up, they had no draft picks to rebuild, and they had no active players to rebuild, and now they are sitting at five wins, three quarters of the way into the season. It's uh, it's called tanking. <laughs> I don't know. I, there's tanking, and then there's whatever the heck Sarasota is doing. Yeah, well, I mean. They- had to i mean because even you know I mean, they finished horribly last year but they didn't even have their own picks so it's like 
you know, I mean, what do you do if you don't have a first round pick? You know what I mean? You've got to just keep going until you get your first round pick, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, when you don't have, when you, when you have traded away all of your assets, what are you going to do? Well, apparently you play a bunch of IA minor league players. Yeah. You get five wins. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. I didn't think I would ever see anybody with that few wins this late in the season, but here we are. Um, all right. So, Musha, you've, uh, uh, so you, you, you took, uh, Florida, you took Kingston, uh, became GM over there and, uh, ended up getting Florida to the world series, um, and winning it all. Like what, how did you feel after accomplishing all of that? And what do you think's next? Um, honestly, I felt some of the most happiness I've ever felt in my life, which is crazy uh, to say it that way. Because, again, you know, it's a fictional baseball league. But I just never – there's always that self-doubt, you know what I mean, that, you know – yeah, you know, I mean, people tell you that you're good at something, but then you have to prove it to yourself. And I just felt like, you know, I mean, it wasn't all me. I want to be clear that there was many heads in that pool. But I just felt like finally, you know, I had accomplished it. Uh, you know, you know, I was getting a little frustrated because I felt like some of the teams that we had the season prior even was way better, way better. I mean, some of that pitching I had was ridiculous. Some of the biggest names in the league now, you know, I mean, you know, I had laser, I had, you know, I mean, I had so many players, so many great users, and they just couldn't win for them, and I was so frustrated. <laughs> and then, in lo and behold, we get into that last season, I knew our offense was good, but I had two IA starters, and somehow we just made it work, you know. And then, I mean, even this year, you know, we have the second-best record in the minors, and I have two brand-new pitchers who are barely over 130 TPE and two IA starters. And we're literally just doing it with pure offense. I don't. I don't even know. I just kept playing the sim until I got the percentages I liked. But um, <laughs> uh, but Hepcats so, are only two games behind you right now. Just so you know, <laughs> right? But your team is so stacked compared to mine. It's hilarious, <laughs> and it, it, it's so funny. I he was listening to a podcast the other day that made me, you know, that made me chuckle. Where somebody they literally said. I hate the Flamingos. I hate them. Not that I hate them, but I hate them because their team should not be as good as it is, and they just keep pulling wins out. (laughs) (laughs) It actually made me chuckle. It made me feel good on the inside. But no, um, for me, honestly, I think I've been very honest with everybody. My next goal is I want to be a major GM. That's my next goal. Um, I feel like that's the next progression for me. Um, I love being a minors GM. But I want the next challenge. I'm always that, you know, I'm that person. I'm always looking for the next challenge. So that's where I'm, you know, so that's where I would like to go. Oh, that's, uh, we, 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 we've talked about that for half a year now, at least. <laughs> yeah. Because I know yeah. that you would put in for, um, did, uh, did you put in for the expansion? Uh, or was it, it – it was another GM position earlier in the year maybe. I'm, I'm trying to remember one of them. I put in for when Providence was looking for GMs. That was Providence. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because I'm also one of them weird people that I 
don't want to just, you know, if there was a spot on the best team, I don't necessarily want to take over the best team. I want to take, <laughs> which again is weird because it's, you know, it's more of a challenge for me, but I want to take over a team that needs to rebuild, is not quite there, and then see what I can do with them. That's what I always look to do. I mean, you know, when I play OTP on myself, I always pick the worst teams. That's just what I do. Like, I've rebuilt the Kansas City Royals and the Pittsburgh Pirates so many times in 22 at this point. It's ridiculous. What the, what the heck, man? Why did you have to put the Royals in there in the deck? Wow. No, it's on the attack, but let's be honest, okay? They're not. They're actually not one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball currently. I could name probably five or six worse. But for whatever reason, OTP, they just disrespect them to no end. Like, like even players that were good this year, their ratings are nothing in OTP. I, I, I don't know why they do that. I, it's just, you know, they seem to disrespect them. So, so they're a challenge to rebuild, especially, um, with you know their lack of, their lack of money. They're not like the Yankees, you know. Right. What I mean, they're not. Yeah, you, know, you know that's what. But that's all. No, yeah, it was not an attack on you. Okay, well maybe you know I just want to get them. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But also, anybody that's here spending a considerable amount of time with me knows that I definitely like to troll people. There's no doubt about that. I will troll you all day long. <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> I, I've seen you in Twitch chat, chat many times. <laughs> yes, poor Hummus. That's where the fun happens. <laughs> I mean, DJ used to come in just to troll me before he was even in the league. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'd come up to bat and I'd I'd be sitting there watching the Rigorous game and all of a sudden I see DJ Tyrant in the chat going, Look at this bum cook. <laughs> like, you're not even in the league. Get out of here, you jerk. <laughs> I wanna be yeah, I wanna be honest about J.R. Cook though. I have never seen the sim shit on any player be worse. Oh no. <laughs> no. When the ratings that, you know, Finna Cook have. He should have been a consistent MVP. I don't know what happened with that sim, but whatever reason, it just did not like him. It's, I don't know. It's funny because whenever I tested, um, I would have tests where he would have like seven, eight war. And then when this when we'd go through the real sim, he'd be lucky to hit four. <laughs> right, I like, know it's crazy. What? I don't know you what know, it I is. <laughs> he was a really good hitter. It's just for whatever reason, the sim just didn't like to give him that little extra. You know what I mean? And I'm, I mean, you had you know, the same ratings, you know, as this does Fennel Jr. and Beauregard, really. Yeah. It's just for whatever reason, it just didn't do it. I don't know. It's weird. Well, you were, sim. were you in there when uh, me and Madge were trying to figure that out one week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you guys were going back and forth about it, and it was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and and we were testing, like we were we were literally sitting there testing between Cook and De Stefano Jr. And we were doing tests where um, I would take out Cook completely, give someone else the exact same uh, uh, skills, and in the test, like that player would do better than Cook and would match what Stefano Jr. was doing. I would sit there and give Cook the exact same uh, uh, ratings that Stefano Jr. had, and he would Stefano Jr. would always perform better in the test every single time. Um, and what's funny, and this is something that I really want to test out someday, 
is I took Philly's fan, um, his WR Wolf player, and oh, oh. I I I replaced Cook with him, and then I gave him uh the same attributes that Cook had and DeStefano Jr. had, and Wolf just basically matched or even outperformed DeStefano Jr. And if you look at how Wolf is doing this year, he's doing pretty phenomenal for his second season. Like, he's got a three-war. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, Ortega was down. He's in, like, 245. That's good for a rookie. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, damn, I mean... Yeah, I had a really good rookie season, but I mean, I was under, you know, you know, like every pitching restriction under the sun. I think I pitched like 20 something innings total. <laughs> right. But, you know, I mean, it, it's weird how it, it performs better for some people and not for others. I mean, you get to a point you just got to laugh about it because I right. mean, what are you going to do? Like right now, there's a player out there who I have a bet with every year that I have a standing bet with every year. So you'll know if he listens, you'll know. And he has like, half the tp i got or you know a little more than half tp i got and he's just way outperforming me i'm like what is going on like doesn't even make sense (laughs) you know some weeks it feels like the more i add the worse my player gets that's literally how it feels sometimes yeah i i don't know um it's something is something weird happens to us um with pitching i've noticed is we'll go a year with really good pitching, and then we'll go a year with really bad pitching, and then it'll yeah, fluctuate. We'll just win the pitcher of the year, and now he's like he has an ERA almost five. I'm like, what is going on this year? Right. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't even make sense. Yeah, like and all of Mr. our pitchers are just not doing well this year, and, and you got this body over there just lighting up the radar gun. I'm like, what is his secret? What does he got that I don't? <laughs> And it's not like our defense is crap or anything like that either. Like our defense no, is good. That would, that would explain. If we had a bad defense. That would make sense. But no, I think I think some of it has to do with if you look at um, our conference right now, and all every, all the teams that are hitting their stride. I think that has a lot to do with it because they're all really good hitters right now, and there's a lot of like there's also like. DVS has like all max pitchers and their starting pitchers right now. Um, I think, or at least close to it, right? And um uh Indy's kind of sitting at the same, uh Seattle's getting up there. Um, so if you look at that like and how OTP will like try to make like a league average, I think we're getting the short end of the stick because of all these other great pitchers in our conference. Yeah, no, I mean, that may be, and, you know, I mean, we definitely have the toughest, the toughest overall division, I would say. Yeah, everybody's um, above 500. Right, and, yeah, we're in the better conference, but our division in particular, because I took our team as a test, I took our team, and I moved us over to the Champions West, and we blew out that conference. Like, it wasn't even close. You know, we won <laughs> it by, like, something games. <laughs> yep. So... So, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just the state of, you know, where we are placed. And, you know, I mean, we benefited when we first got placed of having some weaker teams. So now we got to, you know, we have to pay the piper now for all those years of of automatic playoffs. Right. That's just how I view it, you know. It it makes it a little more challenging, too. Uh, We were just 
uh, what sucks is I wish that we would have actually have won um, some World Series during that time. But, um, oh well. We, we were able to make it to two. We still have a chance this year. So, yeah, still, still have a good chance. Like, I look at it like as long as we keep making the playoffs, we have a shot. Because the playoffs seem to be fairly random, honestly. Right. So, it's not always the best team that wins in the playoffs. So, no, it's, it's just. It's not. Although sometimes it is, like last year, Indy. Um, they were the best team. They ended up winning. Right. Right, and the year before that with OBX, I felt like they were the best team that year. So, yeah. Right. But and we got the voice back to back when I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. With the World Series against them when we lost, when we had like a, I think we 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 had a win percentage of 70% and lost that series to them. Was, yeah, I remember you time. talking about that. I was, I was pretty salty. <laughs> you were pretty mad about that. <laughs> yeah, it's become the Ruguru joke now. If we're testing at eighty-five percent, we're gonna lose. Yep. Oh, sixty-five percent, sixty-five percent or higher, we're gonna lose. Yeah, because yeah, we were—I mean, because we were testing like eighty percent over DVS last year, and they—it uh, was, was sixty-five. It was sixty-five uh, against them last year. I, maybe it was the year before. There was one of the years. Oh yeah, it was Sarasota. It was Sarasota. We were at like eighty percent. We lost. And they beat us. I was like, oh, killing me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. They all start running together. Like, geez, because the seasons are so fast. Yeah. Yep. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm around my fifth season. I didn't realize it was going to be so fast. Yeah, you're going to be old man here pretty soon. Yeah. I'll have to start thinking about my next player. <laughs> I already have my next two mapped out. <laughs> and I didn't even have mine mapped out until like the week that I made it. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm going to make next. No, I thought it was great you named it Park Factors. I was dying when I read that. I was just... <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it's the only reason we win, right? Right. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For that, uh, those are two things I hear. The only reason why New Orleans keeps winning because they have those crazy Park Factors. And the other one is that any year now, they're going to completely fall off the map and finish last in their division. I've been waiting for that one, too. That's you know, I think that's you know, not happened either. So... <laughs> I keep hearing that one too. Oh, you know, any year now, New Orleans is going to completely fall apart. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not in the war room. I don't think you understand. <laughs> uh, we might, I, we might finish last next season. There's a chance. There's a good chance we will. Um, but I think, I think next season is going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, because, like I said, we have a chance of uh, finishing last in that division. But still being above five hundred, yeah, is <laughs> the thing. Um, uh, it's and and I don't see us falling below five hundred, um, anytime soon. It's just gonna be: can we make the playoffs or not? Can we get, uh, you know, can we get one of those four spots or not? Is is gonna be the question? I think more so than uh. More so than us uh, falling like completely off the planet. Like, yeah, we're, I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna be a Sarasota or an OBX, basically. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of the teams that are on the downfall on our side. Like, I think Detroit is you know on their way down a little bit. Um, 
Nashville is kind of rebuilding, not fully, but they're kind of doing a little bit there. You know, you know obviously Sarasota is rebuilding, but I think Seattle is going to take a big leap forward probably next season. Um, for whatever reason, I just feel that way. They, um, yeah, they will. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I'm feeling that way too. Right, and um, you know, obviously DVS is you know they are what they are for now. Um, whether or not they win any championships remains to be seen, but you know, it is what it is. And I'm still just unsure exactly what Cancun's doing. So, I mean, I know they're rebuilding, but at the same time, like, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, you know, they don't seem to have the pitching. It seems like they have a lot of bad luck on the pitching side of things for whatever reason. Um, but and that's where I think <laughs> like a Cancun's still gonna be like good because they 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 have a lot of like uh people that are starting to hit their peak. Um, but I agree that there's some weaknesses they're gonna ha- be on that team, and they're either gonna have to one make some moves to try to shore that up or just coast with it. And they, I think if they just coast with it, um, I think we'll be competitive against them. Right, exactly. And I mean, you know, I mean, the Sim, they probably would have been a little better this year if the Sim didn't have them all hitting 200 for an entire month. <laughs> That's just bad luck um, that right, right there. I still don't know what's whole- going on. Yeah, the whole team hitting 200 for an entire month is just crazy to me. It blows my mind. I'm just like, okay. Um, no, yeah, but I mean, and it feels like I mean, I, you know, I could be wrong, but outside of Sarah, or I'm sorry, outside of San Antonio on the champion side, it feels like everybody over there is rebuilding. I mean, I may be wrong about that, but it just feels that way. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's times I wish that we were over on the Legends Conference. <laughs> It feels like everybody but San Antonio was rebuilding forever. That, that's just what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, like Boise, um, uh, Vancouver, they're rebuilding. Um, uh, Providence is kind of on the way up right now. Um, New York has to, at some point, really rebuild. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's my feeling about New York is they keep they keep winning just enough, right? But that's not you know that's not sustainable because regression is going to get you eventually. It's going to bite you fully eventually. Yep. So, um, Buffalo's kind of on the way up, but um, they're 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 I think they're going to continue having some issues. Um, who else is over there? Maui. I just um did you see the conversation we had about Maui yesterday and. It was either in PBE general or off topic. PBE off no. topic. Um, no. We were talking like LBG was talking about uh, some of his pitching, and he's like, "What the heck? This is like he was getting a little angry about some of his pitching." And someone brought up was like, "Well, now his defense is doing you no favors." And we got to looking at their defense, and uh. Like, their first baseman has, like, a 20 range. Their right fielder has, like, a 50 range. Their second baseman, who is their co-GM and uh, is a magician build, has a 60 range at second base. Wow. Uh, Yeah, like, the only person that had max range in defense was Diesel at shortstop. 
with a 90 and, range. And the Sim keeps boning his defense. <laughs> For whatever reason. I right. don't know why. Right, but, well, um, well, it's like when the rest of your team isn't, you know, it, it isn't putting their TPE into defense as well. It's it's a little bit of an issue for um, uh, their their catcher had all right defense. He's a cannon build, so his max range is or his max uh, catcher ability is eighty. Um, so that's what he has. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel bad for Maui. I'm their updater. So I kind of see the progression. Like they get players into the team, you know, through the draft, and then those players just disappear. It's crazy. It's like, I mean, it's not really. I want to blame the GMs because I don't really know what the inside stuff is, but it just feels like the players come in and then they're immediately gone. Like, like they don't even have a chance to do good or bad. You know what I'm saying? You know, GMs don't even have a chance to do anything, and the player's already gone. It's just right. You know, it feels like they've had a lot of you know a lot of bad luck in the draft too. Is what it feels like. Yeah, and that can happen as well. Um, no, it was just one of those things where I was just looking and uh, just being like, well, you know, if uh, if they were able to focus a little bit more on defense, uh, that would probably help the team a little bit. And and like when we created New Orleans, that was the first thing we preached on all of our players. It's like. We're all going to be bad offensively these first couple seasons. But by golly, we're going to be one of the best defensive teams that we can be. And that's what we did. Uh, we focused on defense first and then went from there. Um, Indy did the same thing. So it's for anybody that's like wanting to become a GM and. Um, is looking how to like build their team fresh. That the blueprint I think is there. Um oh, for, yeah, for <laughs> sure. When I uh when I mean I know it's a little different, but when I went uh with the flamingos, my goal was speed and defense. That's what I went with. Speed and defense first. Um you know, I figure if you have the defense of nothing else, you're probably gonna pitch pretty well. <laughs> right. You know. Um, and that's just where I went. I mean, we had seen a junior out in center field who, if he hit over 200, was a great year for him. But man, you couldn't get a ball past the guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, you know, and he, in our World Series run, you know, he robbed so many home runs for us. It was important, you know, and that's, you know, I think everybody's got a part to play. You, not everybody can be the guy who's going to sit there and hit 40 home runs. It's just not going to happen. Um, although, trust me, many people come into the league wanting to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's so many big man on campus builds that come in. Yes, big man on campus, center fielders, gotta love it. Um, yep. <laughs> you see it all the time. But, you know, I totally agree with you. I think defense is most important. And then I just went with speed because that just creates craziness on the base path, so... You know, hell, you know, if we're going to suck, we're going to, you know, we're going to go out fighting. That's how I looked at it. <laughs> right. But uh, that's, uh, th that was just something that I noticed and was like, you know, just one of those things where, um, you know, for, from my perspective, it, I feel like 
lots of people get it, but I then I realized that there's teams out there that don't, or teams out there that do, but the players on those teams don't. Like, they're just not bought in or something. I don't know what it is, but that's what it feels like. Well, that's the other big thing, too. I mean, I think if you look around the league, you just see that um, some some GMs seem to get their players to buy in more than others is how it feels anyways. I mean, if you're not consistently getting updates, then, I mean, I know, like, you personally, you've gone the extra mile to get updates, so. Yeah, you can just ask DJ how much I bug the shit out of him. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> how, many, how many times do I message you every week? At least a handful. <laughs> Yeah, you still need to do your PT and JPT, by the way. I I actually did them. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, you're ahead uh, of you're, me. You're, mind still. Okay. <laughs> you're bugging work. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to do that, though. I mean, like I have six or seven players that I um that I will message every single week. And they've asked, like, some of them haven't asked me to do that, but by them continuing to update and not telling me to shut up, I assume that they appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah. And others have just been like, no, keep keep telling me every week because I'll forget if you don't. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, not everybody's going to remember to do it. I'm, you know, I'm crazy, so so I always do it, but <laughs> but... You know, I mean, and you know, if I was busier in my life, I would definitely appreciate, you know, what I'm saying somebody reminding me. Because I think it's what it is. I don't think it's that they don't want to update. I think they have the intention on updating. You just got to get them to actually get there to do it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've, like, one of the things that I take pride, I try to take pride in is I don't want to have any inactives on our team. Um, I'm definitely not 100% on that. Uh, well, this season, I would be if it wasn't for the fact that we traded for an IA player. <laughs> so that's not really my fault in, in that regard on, on get, keeping someone active. It's just we, we had to make that trade uh, for cap reasons. Speaking of players pitching better than me, no, just kidding. <laughs> right. Uh, I think you're pitching better than he is now. Yeah, no, yeah, I think after the last the last one there, I had a good one when I had that last complete game. I think yeah. that helped a lot, but yeah, it's weird how it all works out, but <clears throat> no, I totally get it. And so, so just because I'm not 100% clear on this, just so, are the AI players generally cheaper? Is that why we went out and got one? Uh, so in this particular case, uh, the IA player was uh, uh, on Nashville, um, actually, he had a huge backloaded contract, um, but was for one season. But Nashville retained fifty percent of it, um, and it was enough to put us below hard cap if we traded Mazeroski for him. And keeping in mind that at the time Mazeroski was sort of IA anyway. Um, right. Mazeroski has been updating since we traded him, though. So Nashville was able to get him to continue updating 
um, which I had been working on doing as well. Um, it just seemed to be a little more successful than I was. Um, but it still hasn't been much to kind of been kind of whatever. Um, so that, that, it, that was more of just, uh, after, because they, he, this was a backloaded contract that the Sloss did, which they were notorious for doing backloaded contracts just as much as OBX. The difference is the Sloss were able to unload them before they became an issue, whereas OBX hasn't been able to. And some of that has been because, and this is my honest opinion that, well, people won't like, some people won't like, is um, the Sloss have a tendency to um, in my opinion, draft better users. <laughs> but in this case, this was a user that when he started hitting regression, went IA. Um, Nashville needed him for pitching. They were able to get him. Um, but then when they decided to rebuild, they wanted to offload the contract and maybe get something for him. In return, they got a pitcher from us that is still under contract before hitting regression for the next like two or three seasons. So gotcha. ended up working gotcha. out for them. Uh, it was a move that I wasn't happy to make, but had to because we were over hard cap because we messed up on our budget. Yeah. Well, I was actually looking at the numbers earlier, uh, not of like like the contracts or anything, but, you know, like the team. And it looks like next year, next season, I should be a higher TP than I, I, I think I'm going to leap Nakamura next year. Oh yeah, you will. You will. Yep. Yeah, because I leaped Masarovsky this past season, um, and I so I so I think I'll be over Nakamura this next season. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I keep looking at it, and I'm like, man, I'm going higher. Everybody else is going lower. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because all of our starters are in regression, except for you. Um, yeah. So yeah. So next year, um, unfortunately, I think. Uh, you will be below right. You're, you're below right right now. Yeah, so, yeah. um, he will be above you, and he'll be a starter for us next season. Oh, okay. Um. So, and I don't think over McDougal either. I think he's still got. Yeah, I think McDougal will still be up. Yep. He just had so much to begin with that he's not getting hit hard yet. Yep. So. Now, yeah. Balrog hasn't earned as much. Uh, well, also when he hit regression, he started uh, uh, doing the minimum. And, and that's something that's pretty common with some players is once they hit, start hitting that regression point, they're not as invested for one yeah. reason or the other. And I get it because it's like you're going backwards now. <laughs> and it's, it doesn't feel as fun. That's why I was ready to like, that's why I was ready to like retire early. Myself. What's that? That's what I've been telling people. I'm like, if you really don't like regression, why don't you just retire when you hit regression? Nobody's going to blame you for that. Like, nobody's going to be mad at you because you retired when you hit regression, I don't think. You and there'll be I mean? some people who would be mad. <laughs> Your team. <laughs> yeah. I, well, no, I'm not even talking like the first year. Because the first year I looked at it as like nothing right. for a penalty. You earn that back almost immediately. <laughs> uh, for, first two seasons of regression aren't bad at all. Um, third yeah. season is where it starts kind of hitting you a little bit, but even that's not like our regression is actually like, I feel like, uh, not harsh enough. <laughs> I, I think it needs to be harsher. 
Oof. Yeah. Get people out of get people out faster and and get their new players created because the, one of the issues is like, and this might be a topic for another day, but in PBE, like one of the issues is like, OTP isn't really made for a league full of people that can all have like a hundred power or a hundred stuff. Or, no, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> and it kind of breaks the league a bit. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it literally in the game that everybody's perfect. Yeah, and the, and the longer you like keep people around that, or, like the more that you have, like the more out of whack it seems to come. And I don't know. I feel like either harder regression or um, we need to do something on the scaling of ninety to a hundred. Like needs to be bigger, uh, more TPE to get there. Well, have you seen the W the WSBL one? I uh, I mean I'm in WSBL, but I don't. But I don't remember the. Yeah, their update scales a lot harsher. Right. I mean, it's you know a lot easier in the beginning, but as you go up higher, it gets more and more harsh. So I think that's that would almost be better. So so people have a harder time reaching them to those top levels all the time. Like you got to right. really be like a top top max to get up there. Is what I think would be better. Yeah, to be a bit more realistic, I think. I think uh, I, I agree is, with that. The reality is not every center fielder in Major League Baseball is Mike Trout. So, <laughs> what? I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's just my two cents, anyways. Yeah. Well, anything else uh, from either? We've uh, hit time on what we wanted to do for the show. Um, any questions from you, DJ, or any uh, comments? Um, I can't think of anything. I'm just looking forward to the end of the season, seeing how we do. Looking forward to that playoff push. And uh, oh, by mm. the way, uh, you don't know this yet because it's actually not like truly public, but it's not really leaking anything either, in my opinion. Uh, we're we're now shorter in one bullpen piece, so your your uh, your role in the bullpen just got bigger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get injured? <laughs> uh, no, we, we made a trade. Okay. For cap reasons. Yeah, we decided to... For know, baseball reasons? <laughs> we decided we could do without the extra arm for the rest of the season, so... Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, it saves us a... For, it saves us a first-round pick um, oh, nice. later, basically, that we don't lose because of cap. So, that's why we had to make the move. So, make... Mm-hmm. make one one less arm barn arm, and yes, I'm gonna call it arm barn for Musha. Stop trying to make arm barn a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything from you, Musha? Before we go, I just wanted to say I'm looking forward to the playoffs because the way things have been going, it seems like this should be our year. Because uh, you know our team is a little weaker, so we should probably win it all now. Yeah, no, that's what I agree, <laughs> and that's that's my philosophy. We we. We're, we are no longer the top dogs, so that means we're the underdogs, and underdogs win. That's <laughs> where I'm at. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm going to get out of here then, and I uh, appreciate you guys coming on, and uh, uh, definitely get together again and do it again next, you know, yeah. some other time. Definitely. Sure. Thanks for having me on again. Yep. Thanks. Thanks.